But yeah, man, I, uh, not that I have anything against polyamory, but like dudes that are like, yeah, I'm polyamorous. It's like, yeah, you're right, man. It's just like, dude, just say it. Just yeah. say it. You, you, your girlfriend wants to fuck other people and you, and you're fine with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know that's what they've done. It's just like, they've almost like made it so like, uh, instead of them looking like a simp or a guy who like let somebody walk over him, they make it, they made it so they look strong and like, no, I'm I'm cool with it. We're we're polyamorous. Yeah, how, like, and whatever, I'm sure there's man. some people that can do that. There's aspects to it that I oh think yeah, one hundred percent appealing and and whatever. But I've definitely met some people where it's just like you are, you, like you could tell when the people aren't happy in it, right? They just know that like oh, I really like this person, but if that's all, that's the only way I can have them, and it's like all right, we'll see how this works out. Yeah, man, <clears throat> it's just like, <laughs> I feel bad for those dudes, man. They actually. They have to uh, put up with that. Mm. Yeah, dude. Actually, yeah. they don't. They they're choosing to do that. No, that's a choice they. Made. That's the so choice that they've made. Yeah, that's a choice they've made, man. So. I don't think there's a single woman on earth that would want to be monogamous and 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 would just be cool <laughs> with it not being. Like, I Wait, say that again. You don't think that there's a woman out there? I I really don't think there's a lot of women. I'm sure there's obviously some that would be in that situation. Like that, like I think most would just be like, I'm just gonna find another guy if you want to fuck other people. Yeah. Like if they're not in, if they're not trying to openly fuck other people, because I think a lot of guys who aren't cool with polyamory will still do it to fuck a girl that they really like. I could see that. I don't think a lot of women will do that if they're not into it. I yeah, to, honestly, I just think it. I just, I, I just think it takes a certain type of person. I think I agree. A lot of people think they could do that, but they really can't because uh, it's hard. They emo they get emotionally ta- attached. Yeah, and it's hard I, I've talked to, to um, so a few people about it. It was actually pretty interesting. I was in a um a, a clubhouse, and this is back when. Clubhouse was black. Now it's black been gentrified only. by you, yeah, by white people. I like I, was, the, I like the term integration. In, integration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um <clears throat> it was just weird being in the room hearing black people talk about it because you don't really hear black people talking about stuff like that, like just stuff that is um not traditionally uh, not traditional when it comes to like sexual yeah, relationships yeah. and like just different situations. Even though it is very prevalent, like guys having, uh, you know, multiple women and all that kind of shit. Yeah, side chicks, but like to officially like, oh, I'm in a polyamorous open relationship. It's just like the first person. And I don't know if he ever labeled it, but like Patrice would talk about it all the time, like on O&A and stuff. He would talk about how like she knows she's my main bitch. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I've got that kind of thing. And they know. Right. And but the keeping them in the loop, I think, is the thing that's new. <laughs> yeah, or making it like official. You know, yeah. like, hey, this is an open thing. But uh, I mean, yeah, I've talked to people about their relationships, and it's not as um, and I'm not saying like I'm open to that, but it's not as weird as you think it is, or it's not in some cases, it's not as open. It's not like you can just go out, yeah, you no, know, I, it's I just like you open, yeah. I've done a few open things before in the past and just like, you know, it's, it's never worked out, but like while it's happening, it's fine and it's fun. And it's I'm great. talking about like, even like married couples where they go, no I mean, way. Uh, no yeah, way. Like married. Yeah. Like I'm talking married people. I'm I'm not, I'm not like a, Oh, 
we just met, but I'm, I like things to be open. I'm talking about people who are in a, they've been in a relationship for years. And in some cases they're married where it's just like, they do things together. Some people do things separately. Yeah. I think the marriage would be hard, man. I just couldn't at that point. It's different. Cause it's like, this is money involved. But see, that's why I say, yeah, it takes a certain type of person because <clears throat> for some whatever reason, like just the sexual aspect of their relationship, I can't, I definitely can't say it doesn't mean as much, but it has a different meaning where yeah. they can separate like this is purely carnal fun sex. And this is like, uh, but I guess if they love each other and they like to do yeah. it, it's just, it's not any different than anything else, man. I agree. But to me, that's one thing. It's yeah. like, it's the having the open thing where like if if it was a thing you decided every now and then you'd be like hey we're going to invite another person in the bedroom or oh you're going to have sex with them and i'll have sex with this person it's the the pure polyamory where it's just like you have a wife and a girlfriend and yeah. it's like that feels like a lot because it's not like mm -hmm. in the polyamory thing you're not just using that girlfriend for sex right like you're treating her like an actual girlfriend she might not be your primary, but it's like you you have to take her on dates, and you have to like it's just a lot. That oh, seems like you know I what? That's that. true. I never. Yeah, is that's but, funny because I I I, would I, I never I never life. looked at it that way, but that's right because I think in certain situations it seems like it's an open relationship. Yeah, and it's purely a sexual thing. But then, like you're right, you have people who actually have it's other related, like full on relationships. See, and, and I'm someone that's just like, man, I would just I I think that if I was married to someone, I would rather them I, I know what you're gonna say fuck somebody. Oh wow and then have an entire like another relationship with somebody. I think I would I would rather the opposite. Really, dude. I <coughs> thought of a guy that is like being there emotionally for my partner that, that alone makes me come uh, that yeah, means i don't have to listen to her stories dude, that's no. like, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> i'm my, kidding man <laughs> my, that's funny though my insecurity is just like oh my god it's like what the fuck and see my insecurity is is kind Sexual. of the opposite it's just like and again my marriage my, my, my relationship is nothing like this at all i don't want people thinking any no, anything like that I'm just put it I'm just, we're just talking here um my thing is, I don't think I could deal with like the multiple partners thing. Yeah, I don't. I think like going I, out and just like, oh, I met this guy, met this guy, met this guy. I would rather it be like just find one other person <laughs> that I know is safe. I guess that's fair when you're yeah, talking but, about that. Yeah, but that's just I'm just that's just at a top layer thing, just a pure numbers thing. Think, but I'm that sure. would also it, that also would bother me that you're I, going to somebody else and you're talking the to Mormons them. Mormons got it figured out, man. What's that? Guys get to do it and the women don't. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> that's how it should work. Like I don't know, man. Like low key, they've kind of got it figured out. Whereas the men can have multiple wives and do whatever, and then the women just don't get to do that. <laughs> man, I don't. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to know the the demographic, the breakdown. Like who is who's more open to that, men or women? I bet it is. And I think mentally I would think it's women, but I, I, I will say I think I've met more polyamorous men than I've met polyamorous women. There's but a again, lot of guys that are cool with it, man. Is is it because I think the joke we were making? Maybe, but I also just think it's 
I don't know, man. There's definitely appeal to it. Like I've done open relationship things and it's nice to have like not feel like I'm being a shitty person while hanging out with somebody else. And there is something about like when I've talked to people about it, the the sex thing I think would be the biggest thing. Like just getting over that. But that's like that's an insecurity that's so ingrained into us with monogamy and stuff. Right. Where it's just I think, like, oh, I think as a as a man. Yeah. It's, as like well. it's so ingrained. It's like if a woman does this, it's just like this is because it's like this is all the value you have is your this is it. This is what right. you bring to the table. And if someone else is feeling <laughs> it. Like every time I've talked to a polyamorous person, they're just like, yeah, like my relationships fill different needs. Right. So it's like you've got your primary that's like love your life, all that stuff. You've also got the sex. And then your girlfriend is someone that's just like, maybe your wife doesn't like sports, but your girlfriend's the chick you take to sporting events. And then you can still, I just, yeah. And you've been married for a minute. Yeah. I I think, I don't know, man. In a perfect world, that sounds cool where you like, you have your wife, y'all have sex, but then you only go to basketball games with this other woman. I yeah. just don't see, actually, you know what? There are probably plenty of women out there who would like to have a, a, a non-sexual relationship i guess relationship but, you still do dinner yeah. you still hold hands and but, but what no, guy is you know what i mean i don't know what guy is willing to do that no man and i'm pretty sure they're out there man but i just don't i don't know man i wonder what the racial makeup is of it <sighs> hmm i think it's a very white endeavor <laughs> i think you know what um that cl that clubhouse room i was in i was very shocked and I asked them, I kind of had, to, I kind of said the same thing. And they go, you have to go to like bigger liberal cities and you will like LA, New York, places like that, maybe even Atlanta where you run into this. But I would say in, for them in maybe Chicago, but like in, in middle of most of the other parts of the country, I would say, yes, it's probably it's very, it's, it's probably more of a white thing, but like in the, in, um, white guys in the big cities, there's actually like communities. That's crazy, dude. White guys have just found a way to get cheated on and be like, this was my idea. And to make yourself <laughs> look like you're open-minded and like a bigger bigger guy. Yeah. I have the power, man. There's just some people that get off on it too, man. That's the whole thing about like your like hot wifing or whatever. It's just a dude that's got a smoking hot wife and he just gets off on the fact that everybody wants to fuck his wife. He's like, I got the hottest wife. Hot now. wifing? That's a th Yeah, it's like it's different than cuckolding. It's like because... Uh, because because I think I think being a cuck is all about you're kind of into being shamed. And I think the hot wife thing is the dude is like a dominant guy who's just like like it's just like, yeah, I've got a hot, sexy wife. Yeah, you can fuck her. Isn't my wife fucking hot? Whereas the cuck thing is like watching in the corner and and then maybe you get to clean the dude's dick off after he's done uh, fucking your wife that man I'm dude good. that's the worst man because i've watched some porn where that's a thing just because the chick's super hot in it and the dude hey, I, I haven't said i haven't seen it i mean I but dude it's this it's crazy because it'll be like having sex you're like this is hot and then it immediately turns to a sad white man cleaning off a black dick and you're like all right this is not what uh, i signed up for it's yeah, like an m I, night Shyamalan movie dude it's like what a twist m night Shyamalan ding dong yeah, yeah. m night Shyamalan mandingo yeah shama shlong yeah but this is a weird this shit that are that people are into man everybody's into it man everybody's into something everybody's into something Everybody's got some weird. I got my weird shit, you know. Hey, oh, I, I yeah. like weird stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Welcome to House Battle, everybody. Yes. I'm Chris Allen and my co-host Instant Hodges. We're back. I, I feel like my voice sounds weird. I don't know. Do you have a scratchy voice? 
Does it sound different? Just no. I mean, it sounds fine to me, but then like you're saying it sounds weird, so now I'm looking uh, to hear the weird in the voice. What a fun progressive talk about relationships we have. I know, man. We wouldn't yeah. have been able to have that talk five years ago. You don't I think, think so? That, I I think you and I have both evolved quite a bit in five years. <laughs> I owe you guys a lot, man. Because if I if I didn't meet a lot of you young dudes, man, I would be I would be uh I would be on Compound Media. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the dude. black dude on compound. I think I would be way too far left. I yeah, think I, if I had, I would just be like, just socially, just even to yeah. the point where it's like, I was like, oh, you can't say that. I, I yeah. dude, I would, I'm, my life could have diverged. There was a point in my point in the woods where it diverged and I could have two paths was at the open mic where I met you and I could have been like, <laughs> Oh, I can't do that show in Charlottesville. Sorry. And then I think I would have just been funny. I think I would have still been funny, but I think I would just be I would have hated the you. Wokest, worst, most annoying person <clears throat> all time. You know uh, what's yeah, you know what's funny? If you're if you're a big nerdy science guy, there's a universe where you and I would never we, we would be like sworn enemies. Oh, and dude, if we yeah. took this picture and send it to that universe, they would go. How the fuck are these two dudes on the same show? <laughs> yeah, dude, because there there literally is a universe where you are wearing a MAGA hat even after the election and you've got <laughs> <laughs> your guns behind you. I know. You, and you have a career. And then there's, <laughs> there's and in that universe, I'm just super woke and on the and just be like, You're a race traitor. How could you do <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. That would, if you could, would you look? Would you look at you, you? The thing is, you don't know what it is, but if they proved that there was a multiverse and they gave you a choice to look at one of whatever, would you look? Yeah. Would probably. you want to know? It'd be hard not to. It, it would be. It would be hard not to look because what's the downside of looking? When you think of it, what would the downside be? Oh, you know what? It's a different. You know, okay. I'll ask you this: Would you would you rather would you rather see you in another universe, or would you rather see you in five years here? If you had to oh, choose so one, uh, another universe. I do not want to see where I'm at in five years. That would be incredibly disappointing. It I would think. be scary. Yeah, it would be too. Because if it if I if I checked five years and nothing changed, I would just be like. I'm done with this. If you say you do, say a person does, and whatever, say they pick twenty years or five years or whatever, and they and they're dead. I wonder how they display that to you. Is it static? Is it a black screen? Is it your black screen? I think all black. All black. Well, okay. What would you rather see? Static, black screen, or your grave? The grave would be pretty powerful. I would want to see my funeral because I would want to see the funeral because you can see the people saying the nice things. You can't see any of that. You it's either you just oh. you just know that you're dead. Oh, you don't know anything. You don't days. and the thing is you don't know what's scary about that. You don't know if it happened tomorrow or <sighs> two years. It could be six months, it can be right at the five year mark. That's, uh, a, that's a nightmare, dude. Yeah. See, I, I get scared just talking about this shit because yeah, if dude, something happens, somebody watches this, they go, Damn, he was just talking about it. Yeah, dude, that gives me anxiety. It does, yeah. man. I don't yeah. want to die. I just uh, a, a buddy of mine put me onto this TV show called um ah that should it just popped this into my mind so that's why I didn't have anything. It's called Counterpart. Have you ever heard yeah. of it? Not. It's on Amazon Prime. 
and I, I watched the first episode and basically they said what happened was uh, they were doing some experiments and it went wrong and it opened a portal to another world just like theirs. Okay. And um, I only, like I said, I only watched the first episode, actually the first two episodes. They still really haven't explained much, but um, you know, do you, have you ever seen um, Oz? Um, I've seen like part of it. I haven't seen all of it. Have you seen the bald-headed white guy that plays like the main uh, yeah, white? Yeah. yeah, he was on the uh, Whiplash and stuff too. Yes, yeah. so he's on the show, okay. and in one world he's like an entry-level guy, and uh, all this stuff is coming over, is going on, and then his other self, his other him, comes yeah. over and is doing way better than him, and he's just yeah. like, "Why are you stuck in that department?" It's just really, really weird because like. They have the exact same memories. It's not like it's the same world, but just another one. It's not a yeah. different one. There's no weird physics or anything oh. like that. It's the exact same people, same lives, but um, just small differences. So I'm I'm really interested in this show. I've only watched the first couple episodes, but that's pretty dope. When they bring them in, they go, whatever you do, they were like, just don't freak out. Don't freak out. They're like in this uh, police interrogation room and they bring this guy with a black hood on his head and he sent him, they sit him down and take the, the bag off his head. And it's just another him. And just his reaction is so real. It's, it's insane, man. But could you yeah, imagine seeing another you? No, man, I've just made so many fucking mistakes in my life, period. I don't even like to imagine another universe where like I didn't make them. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to. I would totally go back in time and like change mistakes if that was an option. Okay, what would you change? Dude, I would literally. I would write down all the stuff I've done, all the people that I hadn't treated poorly, or just like instances where I like backed the wrong person or just done things I wouldn't have done. I would just try to remember as many, and then I would go back with it written as a book to ten-year-old me, and I'm just like fucking study this. Really, don't do these things. There's so, yeah, dude. I just um, I don't know. I get I just have so much anxiety and guilt about like if somebody's mad at me or like I made the wrong choice because we're all working on shit. But it's just like I mean, but we all have, and I and I know we are in a weird place in our society now where like people are really starting to I don't know. It's just unless you like really really wrong somebody yeah, or like fair. cause someone to like commit suicide or some crazy, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? That that's I could see wanting to change that. that, but like um. Do you, do you feel like you've really, really hurt people like that bad to where like I just think I've sometimes been a shitty dude? <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we all have. But at, at the same time, it's just like we have to not beat ourselves up too much because it's it's a tad narcissistic to think yeah. you need to go back and apologize to like yeah, somebody in third grade because you stole their pencil. It's like they're fine. <laughs> you know, I think if you had a profound negative impact on someone's life. Yeah. I would love to do that. I, I just don't know who I've had a profound negative impact on. I just know there's people that probably like there's people that have hurt me and there's people that I've hurt. It would just be nice to just be like, hey, like I made them because because there's because right now, if I were to go and apologize to that person, the apology is not for them. It's for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like there's people where it's just like I think they've moved on and it's just like right. they're done. with it. And it's like. And so the burden I have is just like, all right, I'm just going to feel bad about it and treat the next person better and not like use the grief from like losing my dad and like, you know, just bad behaviors and stuff I did during that. Just like trying to be better. 
<clears throat> no, I can. I, yeah, I, I could appreciate that. I understand that. I also, at the same time, I would go back. And, I would also just go back in time, and you know, everybody says it, but I would totally like bet on sports. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Do. yeah. That's what I liked about um um Back to the Future too. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I was I like, oh yeah, sports all. almanac, bring it back. You know, you can win all these games. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think I was a bad friend to this uh this dude Corey when I was a kid, man, because he was like really like um he was really sheltered and stuff. He was a he was an odd kid, man. He was very very weird, very weird to me. I'll say that. And I'm. We, me and him, we, we hit it off and stuff. But I, uh, I used to just try to corrupt this kid, man. And I felt like after he met me, looking back, I just felt like he started like just acting up, man. And, I, and I, sometimes I feel like it's my fault. I feel like it's my fault. And uh, I would be mean to him in front of certain people. So I think I would definitely go back and not do do that if I could. Yeah, yeah and I get you it. I, but then I also just like think like, oh yeah, like. Also, I think all the good that I've done far outweighs like all the. You get what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. like I, you've done a lot of, and then you just realize that like, oh yeah, you just try not to do the same bad shit. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes you don't even know that you were just being a shithead to people, man. I had oh, somebody I say something to me, and I was I felt really bad because we were friends for a long time, and she let me know like, yeah, you were kind of a dick, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you just don't know, and you don't shit, realize. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man, I am so sorry, but. That's yeah. enough apologizing. I think we we're bad people, and we and we're and you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's like we're just in this in this in this weird place in the, in this country where like uh, it's like why do we need to find out one person at a time that no one's perfect? And I and I get it. There are some people in this society who have made mistakes. Who you I probably can't crime. you can't come. Yeah, crimes. There you go. Mistake. There are mistakes versus crimes. Yeah. Uh, like l- legit predatory behavior. Yeah, we get that, man. But I mean. You know, it's just it's it's wild, yep. but uh, we definitely can't we can't beat ourselves up too much about it, man. We yeah, really I'm can't. Great. I'm working on it, just trying to be a better dude. Therapy yeah. helped a lot. And yeah, then, I got to uh, get back in there, man. I got to get back in therapy, man. Whew. But uh, so yeah, you so you got a story you want to tell, buddy? And I'm so I I'm just mad. I'm in a comedy is your comedy weekend was good, right? Yeah, I had a good weekend, man. You had a great weekend. You're on yeah. the road. You want, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Do you think? My, you know what? Let's let's probably because yours is probably uh, better than mine. So, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yours is more. Uh, it's more to talk about. I think. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I had a great weekend. If uh, you yeah, don't know, but I was at the uh, Liberty Funny Bone uh, with Mark Norman. We did uh, five shows: one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Uh, the first show, I felt a little off. It had been a while since I had been at a, a you know a club club. So, but I had a good set. They it was a, it, I kind of beat myself up because I felt like I wasn't very good. I felt a little disjointed. But after like after the show, talking to Mark and, and the hosts, uh, we had we really realized like it was no different than any other Thursday. Man, <laughs> to me, either a Thursday is. Thursday could either easily be the best show of the weekend or the worst. worst. You know what I mean? Thursday's going to be fun because Thursday's like, there's two types of people that go to the Thursdays. People that couldn't get the weekend shows and they still can't stay out late so they can't really drink at all. Or you get the Thursday night crowd where it's people that are just like, they got these tickets because they really want to see comedy. They really need to see it and they're down for, for whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, dude, I, it's, I've forgotten 
what a bad Thursday night club feels like. I don't. Yeah. I think it would be jarring to feel. Yeah, it didn't feel great. But if I was, if we were in in the full swing of things, we would go. Yeah, oh, that's a typical Thursday, you know. And yeah. I would have worked out more. I would have worked out more new. Yeah. And if it if I felt like I didn't do as well, I would go. Oh, I worked on a lot of new stuff. So oh, the host is this uh, this cat uh, Andrew uh, Ruddick, cool dude, funny dude uh, from Cincinnati. Actually, oh. I think he said he lived in Newport, Kentucky. But uh, okay. <clears throat> so Thursday was a little it was a little weird, but people enjoyed the show. Friday. Um, Friday was the I felt like it was the best night of the of the weekend. Like both shows, good. Yeah, they it felt normal. Um, I felt like uh, it, I just felt like I had been back for you know like I had never left. And we hung out that night. A bunch of comics. We went back to the hotel. We hung out till like three in the morning, just talking comedy, politics. Yeah, you know, pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was cool, man. Uh, one of the bartenders they sent over like a bunch of drinks and stuff over to the uh, hotel so they, they had two cases of beer had a shit ton of tequila and stuff we just and i sat back drank i didn't drink anything we sat back drank talk man it was uh it was great awesome. uh, i saw my buddy gabe kia i hadn't seen him in a long okay. time he was one of the guys in that area um because i used to live in, in dayton ohio folks if you, if you don't know i lived there for like five years and gabe was one of the guys we looked up to because he was like um he was probably like eight or nine years in at the time so he was starting the middle and like doing a little bit of headlining. He was one of the guys who was getting to uh to like open for like Tom Segura and like uh -huh. Burt Kreischer and all those guys when they were still in clubs. So like they would tell us those stories about them before they really, really broke. Um, so he was there. We hung out with him and some of uh, a couple of buddies, Adrian Cosby, uh Tabari McCoy. And uh dude, we just we had a great time, man. Awesome. Had a great time. And Saturday. Um, they booked this what mark before their curfew was lifted. So the times were weird. It was a six o'clock early and an eight fifteen late. Oh, and uh, that was probably my least favorite show of the weekend. Everyone in the front row was row uh, in the front row was wearing masks, so I couldn't really judge if they were enjoying the show. Yeah, so it kind of it kind of threw me off. But halfway through my set, I realized that I was like, oh, just give a lot of energy and have just, fun. yeah, just have fun. And I, I enjoyed the rest of the set. That's awesome. Yeah. Second show Friday. Great time. I mean, Saturday I had a, I had fun. kind of went off script a little bit. You know me. Okay. Yelled at some uh, couple white people, couple white women. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was fun, man. Uh, I started plugging my social media and I did pretty well, man, this weekend, yeah, social crazy. media wise. It is yeah. crazy how important that is to do. It even, is, man. Even when you don't do well. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're not doing well, <clears throat> it's an opportunity to pick up a follower. Yeah, somebody liked you, unless yeah. you completely lost the whole room. Yeah, but it's like, but if you do okay, it's just like you can plug. Because there's people that'll, because it's like, I don't know, because you, you know how it is. You've done more club work than me. There's sets where you don't feel great about. There's always one or two people that come up and are just like, ah, oh, they just didn't give you what you deserve. Like, there are a couple people. Yeah. That do fuck with you in and and just making yourself promote your stuff because it just feel it hurts to promote yourself when you bomb. Yeah, man, <laughs> and I'm never satisfied, and I just have so such low self esteem at times. Man, where I'm yeah. like, oh, no one cares. Like I forgot to plug, even though I plugged the social media, I didn't plug either podcast, and I I, I regret that because I think this this weekend would have been a perfect opportunity to pick up listeners for the show. Yeah, you know? that's, that's fair. I oh, but but I too. did. So all I needed to really do was just put it on on my Instagram and stuff and go, hey man, I got these two podcasts. 
that I also do with my buddy. And I'm pretty sure, man, a lot of people will at least check it out for a few minutes. Yeah, um, that's, that's all we can ask for. So, so yeah, dude. So we, yeah, we wrapped the weekend and um, we closed it out by watching the fight in the club. They, you know, the the staff turned the room over. No one was in there, and uh, we sat in the main room. They pulled on the big screen and we found it somewhere online and we watched it, man. That's and awesome. it was it was pretty cool. So uh, that was my weekend, man. It was it was great seeing Norman. We had a lot of good talks. You know, we grabbed lunch a couple times, man. And uh, that dude's always working, man. He's always writing new stuff. He's yeah, dude. got a bunch of new stuff that's uh, just as he put it that it, it's starting to it's starting to cook. Ooh, baby. So, uh, it's always awesome. nice seeing him. And uh, I'm I'm back with them again in a couple of weeks in Columbus, but we can plug our stuff at the end. That'll be awesome, dude. Yeah. So I'm trying to think that anything happened happened, but uh, uh, no, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing crazy at all. Oh, also shout out to my man Alex Schubert too. He hung out with us, man. A good dude. We uh we had a lot of fun. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so so I want to hear your why you're mad. It's a you had a great weekend. Uh. Uh, I had from I didn't have a great week. I first I was at a I did a, sh a show at VFW, um, which was just like an open mic run by this guy Noah Miller in Northern Virginia. And uh, let's let's put, I did fine, okay. uh, but it's the type of set where I went up, and for the first thirty seconds, no one was paying attention to me. Like it it immediately went from them paying super close attention to in between the, the comic change, no, no attention to the point where I really? was like doing crowd work and I audibly heard someone say, what is he talking about? So, <laughs> so I had to stop for a second and just kind of let it get quiet and just be like, all right, I'm going to do this next joke very loud and I'm going to just settle in and mm -hmm. then the crowd work and the next joke worked well. So it was like I did a seven-minute set. Three and a half to four minutes were good. Closed very weak. Now, I will say this about bombing in a VFW. All right? I have never in my life just, like, sympathized with the Taliban before. <laughs> <laughs> but Why? When you are bombing... Like it because you're just watching these people not enjoy your comedy, and your immediate thought is like, Yeah, yeah, these wars are our fault. Uh, these are absolutely, yeah, we're to blame. Uh, dude, it was it was brutal. It just didn't feel it just didn't feel good. I didn't bomb. What the, what's the demographic bad. on that show? Who was the demographic of the audience? The audience, uh old white guys or something? Old white guys. Uh there's some younger white guys. Um, there were there's a few black people in there, but it was just like older white guys. Everybody's wasted, just getting drunk, and like I should have just done crowd work the entire right. time. It is what I should have done, but I was like, I'm at an open mic. It's so, and we talk about it every week, and I don't do it. I'm not the guy that should just do jokes. I should have just did crowd work. So I had a fine set. I did okay. I didn't do the best. I didn't do the worst. But I was with my roommate Martin Phillips. Martin Phillips had the set of the night. He did crowd work. Went into his jokes. They had seen him like a couple weeks before and they really loved him. Oh, okay. So Martin's super funny. He's a really good comic. He was killing. And it, and it was one of those moments where like I wasn't happy about my set. Right. But it was like I am so glad that my really good friend killed so that there was something to feel good about. Just Look literally at you being a good person. Anything. I was like, thank God. Because here's the thing. I didn't want him to do okay. I wanted him to destroy or bomb so hard. There's no, 
I don't, like, all right, what's it? we both do okay. What do we talk about in the car? If he bombs, we can just be like, fuck, man, we ate shit. It was awful. Right. And with him killing, I was like, yeah, dude, I had a mindset, but you fucking got him. I should have done crowd work. You did the right thing. Like, that was really that was really cool to do. So that was the highlight of the weekend. <laughs> Ironically, man, I, yeah, I, dude, that was a highlight. Yeah, oh, buddy, that's that's the highlight of the weekend. Oof. You know what? A couple things. You said you, uh, and I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just bringing up uh, something that other comics have told me. <clears throat> there are some comics, they what they'll do, they, they'll do the opposite of what you did. Yeah. Like uh, they say, like when a, when a crowd is loud, they'll speak um, even lower into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. And it, that could be something that works for that person because of how, you know, yeah. their presence or something. But they go, when you speak quiet into the microphone, they go like, what is this? What are they doing? And like, it makes people want to like, what, what's he doing? No, that's fair. That's a, yeah. that's a really good tactic. I will say, I think the reason I didn't do that is I feel like if I had talked softly for my seven minutes, they wouldn't have known I was on stage. Well, well, <laughs> well, they, they won't do that the entire set, but they will go, when they go up and pe people are talking, they'll just go, Hey everybody, how you doing? You know, I might have to check that out. I might have, to, that might be a, that might be a good different move to do. It's a, it's a, it's, it's one of those things. It's a judgment call. You really have to judge the, um, the demeanor of the crowd. Okay. Because like, uh, it could be one of those things where like you're throwing fuel on the fire by yelling yeah. or it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the yelling was just me being louder. Right, it was just that's what I mean. Just being, I'm not saying just screaming, but but it was like me enunciating and like taking longer to tell the joke, so that like if someone came in halfway through the setup, or whatever, and it worked for the first few minutes, but it was just something. It happened, and then everyone's laughing, and there was a dude in the front that was not laughing at all, and it wasn't the type of not laughing where it's like, oh, he just doesn't dig it. He looked like he fucking hated me. Like mm. he just looked like he did not like me at all. So I called him out on it and that got a laugh. But because I re-engaged with the audience, when I went back to my jokes, they were just doing their own thing again. And it was like, ah, at that point I should have just done crowd work. But I was like, I got these newer jokes I want to do. I want to end on this one. And I ended on an okay laugh. But it was just one of those sets where it was just like where you get off stage and you immediately know what you should have done differently. Yeah. Where you're like, this is that that wasn't it. Like that was not <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of old vets, they like to talk, man. You know what I mean? They, they think the, they think they're tougher than everybody. Uh, you know, we and that's the thing. Military guys typically are, they got a story to a story to yeah. tell. You know, a lot of us are quick on you know quick uh, quick witted. You know, because a lot of times, man, it's just a lot of sitting around ball busting. So uh, I would I would definitely advise if you do any type of VFW oh, or something like that. that. Yeah, go back, back, do some crowd work, man. Ask them some questions, man. Because typically, like. Oh, Their friends will uh, jump in and go, oh, they call. They used to call him this. He did this. Oh, that's yeah. how you do, man. A VFW that, show, make it about them. Yeah, and that's what I should do. It's just weird when you when you haven't done, <clears throat> like it's purely a mic. I'm not doing a 15 or 20 minute set. I'm doing seven minutes. I don't know the next time I'm going to get up again for a live show, and it's just like my brain's like, just do the bits. Like you need to know if these bits work, and then it's just realizing that it's like at this point in the game with everything still being closed, it doesn't mm -hmm. fucking matter. Right. Like just have a good time. So that happened, and then um, I don't know how I feel about Clubhouse at all. Uh-oh. Like, First of all, yeah, white asses shouldn't be in now. I agree. Um, now, what happened on Clubhouse? Most of the buddy? comedy on Clubhouse. Who hurt is, your feelings, buddy? It is a feelings hurt situation. There's a, most, most comics on Clubhouse that I have seen do these other shows, they're just not nice at all. 
like just kind of like there's a lot of roast rooms and it's not good roasting like it's not funny it's mm-hmm. just a bunch of comics being mean to the like like we're gonna invite so and so up and roast them and they'll bring a normal person up and then just be mean to that person for five minutes and it's like it's like watching a sick baby deer get shot <laughs> by by like a hunter that doesn't really know how to use a gun like it is like there's so much inept whatever but i had two things i did like the laugh factory does something and it was like a writing That's whatever funny. thing and i did a i did three minutes of jokes and they were going to give you feedback and one person's feedback um was she turned her thing on it was just like oh you talked about jackie chan um every comic on earth talks about jackie chan like i don't know a comic that doesn't talk about jackie chan she's like i just think that that joke's really hack so that was what her note was Mm-hmm. And so my response was, have you heard that joke before? And she said, no. And I said, so it's not hack. And yeah, that's, how is that even a thing? Says, well, we have different <clears throat> definitions of the word hack. And I'm like, yeah, I, I consider hack jokes I've heard before. But here's the thing that made me angry. No one else said anything. Everyone else was that was good. She was like, that was hack. She said, but you also have good other good premises. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't fucking care. Like, it's it's it just made me angry because her profile picture is just a cat. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't know who she is or whatever, but she, she said that to me and I was like, all right, well, I'll stick around and see her set. She said, talking about Jackie Chan was hack. And then she gets up, she talks about being single 30 and having a cat. Uh, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Never heard that before. Um, she talked about how uh, gay porn's cool. Cause the guys look like they're having a really good time. Uh, and yeah, so, you know, talking about sex and porn and dating, I've never heard comics ever talk about those things yeah. uh, before. My, my, my thing is this, if you're, yeah, Mike went out seriously. All right. Can you hear me? There you go. Yep. If you're going to say a topic is hack, you can't also be someone that talks about dating and being and, a white woman in her thirties, having a cat and being right. single. Like yeah. that's. Those don't compute. I've heard way more comics talk about how many comics do you know that like when you go to an open mic, have you ever seen someone go up and then your first thought is like, fucking, why is everybody talking about Jackie Chan? Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <clears throat> so I took what she's what she the way she interrupted me and I've incorporated it and I've turned that from a one liner to it's a longer joke and I go into more stuff about Jackie Chan. But that happened and then she bombed and that felt great. So I left the room immediately. Um, but there's this other show that I did last night with Steven Rogers, uh, great comic, Bill Lake, another awesome comic. Good dudes. Guys. Yeah. Good dudes. Well, it's basically kill Tony and it's called make Leah laugh. And it's just this lady that has Leah Lamar. She has 160,000 clubhouse followers. Um, and she just has a room where you come up, you get to do a minute and then all these comics that are hanging out will be mean to you or say that you're funny. So Steven Rogers goes up, he does a minute and they don't dig it, but they see that he has a Colbert credit and they're like, do you want to do another minute? And he was like, (laughs) he was like, oh no. So he does it, does another minute, does really well. She, she, she like basically is like, she's like, oh, you sound like so-and-so just saying he sounds like another comic, which is one of the worst things you can ever say to a comedian. Who, Who is this person? Her, her name's Leah Lamar. She's got 160,000 followers. And then okay, people but are what does she what what is she other than that? What does that mean? Check. Um, stand up comic, actor, host, creator. 
Uh, she's worked with other people. Like I, I don't, I, I don't work, really know. I've worked with other people. Yeah, that, that's kind of what it is. She, she said she's been on the Late Late Show with Corden, maybe uh, an Amazon thing, actor, stand up podcast. She seems like she does a lot of stuff, which is. But like, I could, I also could put that shit on my bio. You're right. You could. You, you absolutely could. Have you look this person up. No, I haven't done any looking up because my my qualms wasn't with her. Okay, yeah, I just want to know who. I just, those shows are weird to me. Like, what, what's her name again? Leah Lamar. Lee, how you spell it? L e a h, l a m a r r. And I don't have any qualms with her. It's just the first thing is Leah Lamar age. <laughs> um, no, it's just uh, my. Hey, you qualms, looked it up. Yeah, she's been. Um, she's an actress and writer. How to get away with murder? Looks like she's been on a few shows. Motherfucker, ain't no goddamn comedian. Get out of here. <laughs> I was, she, I was gonna say this sounds like some L.A. person who's done a little bit of comedy, but they're really an actor. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's a very L.A. room. So the whole yeah, thing fuck is like, her. Fuck every fuck fuck that whole room. But I I went up. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, I love dude because that's I don't know. My mindset and my whole thing was like at first I was like oh yeah but like I went up and I had a set and I and I did a joke and it went well she goes dude after I go she goes she goes oh my gosh she's like it's so great to have Mark Norman here is what she said to me um so my response was like oh my god that's so great coming from Sarah Silverman um and Damn. yeah and yeah and it was just like I was getting messages from friends in the group like oh you fucking got because I I have no qualms about the type of comedian that I am. Um, yeah i don't sound like mark <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it's just like you're just trying to you're just trying to roast comics you know people anyway, see the hundred sixty thousand. they go oh this is an opportunity and i'm not judging you or anybody no, else i got a bunch of followers from it like i had a good oh, set. that's cool she, she but yeah i had a good set it's just the whole you're you're meeting these people for the first time and if it was just her it would be fine but there's a bunch of other comics that aren't funny at all saying mean shit after your set as well but jessica kirsten was in there and she said my set was funny she said steven rogers was really good and and that was fun but there was this one guy and this is the only reason i'm telling the story because this moment made me very proud uh there's one dude who his whole thing is like he'd be like hey my mom texted me and she said this about you and just that's what he was saying for all the comics like his mom's doing the roast jokes so He's from Detroit. Another comic went up who's this black guy who his whole set was his he can't his father's been missing. Um, mm-hmm. his father walked out on him. He's also from Detroit. So the guy goes, Hey, uh uh Jarrell, my uh I'm from Detroit. And I go, uh yeah, I actually got a text uh from that dude's mom. He says uh, she knows exactly where your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> he stole his thunder. Dude, it felt so good, dude, to get it. It was a fun show. I will go back. What happened? It, what did they say? Nothing? There, laugh i uh, got a big laugh uh it, i had fun it was really cool to do and it's the type of thing where after they busted my balls and then said the nice stuff to me i realized oh they're just saying mean shit to everybody yeah they're just trying to get a laugh man yeah and i just had never done that type of show before and i've mm-hmm. never really watched kill tony before mm-hmm. so like i like i've seen yeah mike i don't know what's going on with it can you hear me i got you now yeah uh, like I've only watched clips of it where like I watched Martin do it and he did really well in his interview. They're not mean to him. I'm like, okay, I guess if you do well, they're not mean, but it was a very kill Tony vibe. I got like 50 followers from it. I'm going to go back. They were nice afterwards. It's just clubhouse as a whole, because you can't see people's faces when they're joking. 
I didn't realize how much ball busting to me, you need to pick up the social cues that this isn't for real. Does that make sense? It's just, it was just interesting. And then I had a joke stolen on TikTok. I'm having a great week. It's been a good week. I had a bit stolen. Oh, you did? Oh, dude. Like my running stand up 101 stuff where I'm giving people bad comedy advice. I had a comic mm-hmm. follow me, like the videos, and then the next day just rip it off and do his own version of it. I was fear. I was, <laughs> I was angry. Did you contact him about it? No, I just I vaguely posted about it on Facebook and I'm going to stitch his video with mine and be like, stand up 101 rule 18. When you steal someone's idea, you got to make it better. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, I so guess. Um, that happened and uh, Mark was talking about how I guess I guess some dude took um one of Morel's bits and some English guy like just kind of doing like a voiceover or whatever of his of yeah. his bit and um he got like six million views on it and Morel was like, dude, you're stealing my shit. And the guy was like, Why are you being a fucking whiny crybaby? He's like, You want me to take it down? He was like, Yeah, he's like, I'm not taking it down. It's just like how hard is it just to tag somebody yes. in a TikTok, man? Because here's the here's the thing. No one thinks you're doing it anyway. It's a voiceover. Like, it's not like you're fooling people. It's like, because I've seen one of Norman's bits going around where someone has it as the background while they're gaming and it's a TikTok, TikTok and he's not tagged in it. So right. like, but I've seen, but people post underneath it. This is Mark Norman. This is Mark Norman. So like, you can at least go to the comments and check it. But how hard is it to do in big, bold letters? So-and-so Mark Norman. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, a social media life's not for me. I was I was such a baby about Clubhouse, and then immediately after, I've only done Clubhouse a couple times, and as soon as it was done, I was like, okay, I I get it, and I feel better, and I get the rhythm of it. But if you don't know the rhythm, and you're already having a bad week with comedy, don't do a Kill Tony style show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of that, man. Uh, and and I know we do like host battle thing, our host battle thing, but I feel like our show is. I, it's different because it, I feel like it, it's more of a um, it's a collective effort. I just felt I don't like the idea of going up and then like just shitting on the bit and just yeah. well, I don't me, know, man. To me, the difference is, and unless I'm mistaken, I've we've never had anyone on host battle in real because the because the live show is way different than the the the, yeah. the 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 live streamed Monday night workshop is a writing workshop. That's what it is. It's not even right. really host battle as much as it is you and I helping people punch stuff up. The host battle live show. I don't think we've ever had anyone on that we're not friends with. That's true. Yeah, and I, I guess that's just my own like uh, insecurity. Even though like comedy, you're you're being judged immediately by the crowd. My issue is, yeah, I don't like comics doing that to me. That I, I that, uh, to be honest, that I don't, I don't respect as comics. And I'm not saying about kill. I'm not saying that about kill Tony specifically, no, no, no. but just that style. Yeah, because like that. That what's that other show that come that was on like Amazon Prime? Comics watching comics. Yeah, like that type that's of stuff. Brutal. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of that, man. Yeah, that's brutal. Because that's more. I think it's, it's the. With host battle, it's the process of writing the joke and hanging out with your friends that I think is what's funny yeah. uh, for the live shows. And I feel like for some of the Kill Tony stuff, if someone doesn't kill, what is funny about that show is humiliating a comedian. <laughs> yeah, and they, they know what they're getting into. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, everyone knows what they're getting into. It's I just don't. like, yeah, for me personally, 
um, if I don't know you as a comic and I don't res- I don't respect you, if I know you as a comic and I, and I, I don't think you're better than me, yeah. I definitely don't want you trying to shit on my my bits. You yeah. know, I, that's just that's just me. Yeah, yeah I, that's, I, that's my insecurity. That's my sensitivity. Oh, dude, I, I totally get. I'm a but, hypocrite and insecure. Yeah, but that. it was, dude. I it's one of those things where like I'm I was okay with my boss getting busted last night. Post fact, when it was happening, I was like, I don't. I was in the room like, why did I agree to do this? And so, <laughs> like, why did I do? But dude, I will say that like when people were like making fun of whatever, I had like a couple things to say back. But I was just kind of letting. I was like, I got in the rhythm. I'm like, okay, this is their thing. They're gonna say it. And then they said nice stuff about my comedy. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, uh, uh, someone said something to me and I was like, yeah, I said, the only reason I'm in here is because I want Jessica Kirsten to think I'm funny. I don't really care what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. My, it's my, yeah. My thing is to say, who are you? Like who, who, who gave you the right to, you know, I don't know, man. I, I'll say this. I would do it if I respected the panel doing it. Yep. If it's just some random comics, I don't know. Yep. Absolutely not. Yep. And Leah was great. Leah would bust the balls and then give a compliment. Like she was like very much that. Everybody else was just people I didn't know, either saying mean stuff or just not saying something at all. And it was just like, all right, I just didn't know how to feel. I'm gonna go back though, because now that I get it, and just kind of go in guns blazing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and it's it's different too because of the presentation of it too, where it's just your voice. Hate it. Yeah, I, I think it would be different, man. If if it was like if it was on Zoom or something like that, I think it would be a little bit different when you can actually look at the person and go, "Hey, are we are we really doing this?" Yep. And it would be completely different in person too. Yeah, so, but, you, but you know, like I saw people have meltdowns last night, or listen to people have meltdowns on the show, which was pretty awesome to hear. Uh, wait, 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 how? In, from what regard? Just like people, like someone coming in the room and then people roasting them, and then just that person getting their feelings hurt so bad that it was like them just being like, I guess so one dude straight up was just like, they were being mean to this hypnotist because he came in and was busting people's balls too. Like he came, he came in like hot. He came in like guns blazing hot. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Dude, like he's like, Hey, it's a uh, Maverick. And he goes, Oh, you're a fucking beep. You stupid beep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like really doing it. And then like, I, I it put the comics on edge, I guess. So they started going hard on him. And like he wouldn't give them anything. So they would bust his balls and then he would bust it right back. Like he was not bending at all. And then one dude who was on the panel was like, you fucked up the energy in this room. I'm sending you back down. Wow. You know, maybe I should jump in there. Do it. I I know next time because it's somewhat like I've done it. And like next time I'll probably get called up quicker because like I did well when I did it. When when did they do this? I don't know. Whatever last night was, they did it. But they're doing it a couple times a week. All right. uh, I'll go in there. Dude, I want. I'm gonna come in hot, dude. And honestly, I think next time I'm gonna come in hot as well, <laughs> dude. Because it's like I also didn't want to come in guns blazing. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know. You don't know. But now you know. Decimate these people. Because yeah. here's the thing. I'm. There's a lot of things I'm not confident in. There was nobody on that panel that's quicker than me. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I feel the same way, dude. I'm a lot. I'm a lot of things. All right. Yeah. And there's a lot of things I'm not comedically. But I'm yeah. I'm fast. I, 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 yeah, I will attest to that. And that's the thing. It's really when I don't know the comic and they're like yep. they're trying to shit on my bit because like there's nothing better than hanging around comics and, and talking shit. Yep. I'm not about I'm not against having my balls busted, but they have to be comics that I either respect personally, comedically, 
Or you know what I mean? I try to explain it, and it's like the easiest thing to me is like I abide by the rule of I don't know you like that. Mm-hmm. Like it is such a it my most of my life has been dictated by the rule of I don't know you like that. If I don't know you like that, you can't talk to me about shit. You can't make fun of stuff that's like my friends. But if I know you and we're all cool, right? You there you go. Whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah. Me, once I, you're in, you're in. Yep. Yeah. So I feel better about it now because it was fun and everyone was complimentary afterwards. And now that I, I, I get now that those types of shows and I did not understand this is like getting initiated into a gang. You, they jump you first so that you can be, you're in it. And I'm like, okay, I can do this show now. I'll go in, but it was fun, man. Steven Rogers did great. They said he had the set of the night. Uh, he, he did awesome. Bill had a good set. Hey guys. And it's one minute you said. Yeah, it is one minute. Yeah. But it's just, a minute. I did one bit. Yeah. I did. I did my bit about th- being thirty and not drinking. And someone thought that in the joke that I'm the guy that, like, went to jail for drinking. Uh, and I was like, okay, how many yeah. people are on this panel? Is it like ten people? It's like twenty people. Oh, oh, that's a, dude. That that's a lot to deal with, man. This twenty people trashing you that you don't even know. That was a lot, dude. So that's I just kind of sat, sat, and dude, the two best moments were the one where I where I got the guy at the end of the show, but there was also a great moment where I was sitting in there and they were shitting on someone else and 10 comics in a row bombed and no one laughed. And someone goes, are we bombing? And then you just see my microphone turn on and I go, yes, you are. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and just back to the night I went, uh, it was, but it, it was fun after that. Like it was fun. I got yeah, what it was. For, but I just didn't. So I don't want yeah. people to think like, Oh, I can't handle my balls getting busted. It's just like when Chris, you know, if it's someone you don't know and you don't know the reasons they're doing it, if they're coming at you super hard, it can like just put I'm a I'm a defensive guy, man. Uh, we all are, man. <laughs> and that that's why a lot of times people are like, oh, you want to do this roast? I'm like, I'm not really cool with anybody on here. And no. for a lot of people, especially like a low level roast, man, it's really just to take jabs at people that who are past at rooms that they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that work for people that they're not work. That's that's all it really is to take digs at you, man. And a lot it's of the not jokes, a, it's not a real roast. And a lot of the joke structure is bad. So it's like yeah. you're literally just getting people like being racist and sexist and shitty to you that you don't know. And there's no structure to the jokes. It's not like yeah. there's a well-written joke where it's like, boom, because I've been asked to do a few and there was only one that I was going to do. But thank God I had another show booked that day. Um, but like if I I've told plenty of people like I just. I don't really have an interest in being on a roast show. I don't. I don't, I don't either, like, man. I like ball busting with friends, going back. And I can, and forth. You know, yeah, we can. I can do that, but I just don't like spending time writing jokes, roast jokes. I, it just doesn't do it for me. Some people really like it, and good for them. Yeah, it's, and, and it's, it's a good skill to have. But yeah, I. I, uh, I will say, check out. Love talking shit, man. But I will say, check out Leah Lamar on yeah on there at Leah Lamar because she does do. Um, uh, like I, she might work the comedy store a little bit, but she does do this make Leah laugh thing, and you can either do a minute of stand up, a minute of of like of uh impressions, or a I'm minute of, of a character. So you can do like a character <clears throat> for whatever. Uh, but it but it was fun. It was cool. And once I got the vibe of it, I was on board. But just be prepared. People in Clubhouse are just kind of mean, and I'm and my dude, my like being on Clubhouse, like I. Dude, I was on Clubhouse and I was so nervous to perform on this stupid fucking show that my Fitbit went off and was like, you're doing great. You're burning high calorie. I'm like, my thing thinks I'm working out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like my Fitbit thing, I'm so nervous about how I'm going to do on this show where Jessica Kirsten's in the room and they're just being mean to people That's that fun. my body's response is the same as if I went for a run. That's funny, man. Oh, man. That's funny, man. I, uh, man. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't done any, um, any comedy on, on Clubhouse, man. It's okay. I haven't done it. I, I, after getting called a hack was the worst part, but but it was the type of thing where like, she called me a hack and then I had people follow me afterwards and that made me feel better. And then just kind of like when nobody piled on when she said that. Does that make sense? So yeah. it was the type of thing she said it and I felt like other people didn't agree. And one of my friends was in the room and he messaged me and was like, "Yeah, she's being ridiculous." But it's just it's just weird, man. It's just something about being in the room, even if it's a Zoom room, and seeing the people you're hanging out with, and yeah, I don't know. I think I think doing a live podcast or like a conversation would be fun with people that you know, but doing actual stand-up fucking sucks in Clubhouse. Yeah, I can see that, man. I, I definitely can see it. Because, I mean, it's already – it's it's hard enough on Zoom, you know, and, and it's just yeah. – it's an it's uh, obviously it's a, it's a contactless version of, you know, yep. uh, comedy. But then when you – when you remove yet another uh, element. You you remove the visual, and it's now just voice. People get more and more both. I mean, look at look at Twitter. It, yeah. It's just it's just typing. You know? Do you think people would? It, it's weird to. Um, it would be interesting to see. I guess you don't hang out the same on Zoom as you do other social media, but yeah. I'm guessing people are probably a little nicer to each other Zoom. on Zoom than they are on. You know, Zoom people are generally nice, and there it's it is very much you get to know someone first before the ball busting starts. I will say that it, it's like people are friendly, they're nice, and then afterwards, like uh, after a few, like when you're just actually talking, it kind of you can get like somebody will start holding court or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the way it is, like whoever yeah. we usually defer to that person, and then people are hanging out and talking, and you can bust balls a little bit and. It's easier to do it and then be like, I'm just kidding, man. Like, it's just yeah. like, this is how it is. But there's none of the being mean to strangers. Yeah, you know, I think a part of it, too, is like, uh, you can see where people live. That's a very intimate thing. Yeah, and like, you can be a shithead, but if you look like you have you have squalor living conditions, it's just like, you are in no position yep. at all financially to be talking shit about anybody <laughs> so well, yeah, it's a well, weird thing i think you can roast someone and see their room and see them you see so much stuff the ball busting's fun on clubhouse it's like you're going off a picture or yeah. off a voice and, and off like, of a voice man and, and yeah there's terrible. no yeah you don't have to look at anybody it's just pure voice even with like facebook when you, if you get into it with somebody you can go look at their profile page and pictures yep. and go that guy's got a nice house or oh they're doing well so it, it's it's different Absolutely, it's it's, it's it's definitely different, man. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Man. I you know what? I, maybe I maybe I shouldn't say fuck that room. I'll check it out, man. It's I just, think uh, you should check it out. I don't know if I had done poorly the first time I did it. I don't think I would ever go back. But because I did well and I figured it out, and mm -hmm. I've got tough skin, I'm gonna do it. But it was just it was such a shell shock to just be in a situation I'd never been in before. Yes, yeah, just like, and also just, just um, how the presentation of it as well, the the, yeah. the media with the medium that you're using, it's just like, how do I defend myself? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's weird. 
but she did a really good job of like she would bust your balls and then at the end she would be like no that was great please stay up on the us and join in because she was letting the comics join in after they performed so that's why okay. i got to say stuff in steven rogers and they were just like oh yeah they were like this is they're like that was great that was like really funny winston or that was really funny steve thank you so much for doing it thanks for letting us bust your balls and, and i didn't get it at the very beginning of the show so if they said that that's what this show was i didn't get it i thought i thought yeah. if you did well they might not be mean because i just heard people bombing and they were mean to us like, oh great and i went up and did well and they were just mean and i was like okay this is not what I expected. Holy fuck! I am. Yeah, I have and around people. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and too, man, with social media, there, it's it's crazy with people how quickly, um, like a um, a hierarchy of like uh, can develop. Yeah. So you got the main room, people who know people in the room, and then you got people who are watching, and then you get up on the dais or the stage or whatever. You do okay. You know, they tell you some good things about you. Now you're part of this like upper upper group, it's and so you want to stay up there. And it's just like, oh, I, I want to impress her. She's got all these followers. I, you know, Jessica Kirsten's in here or so-and-so's yeah. in here. Jessica gave a lot of credibility to it, man, because I don't think yeah. I would have kept hanging out. Like, she was in there and she's hanging out, and I respect her so much as a comedian. I oh, same, yeah. And that's fantastic. the thing. And she yeah. always had – she would make a joke if someone was really bad. But when I did my line about, like, oh, Jessica Kirsten's the only person I want to impress, so I don't really care what anyone else thinks. And then she goes, yeah, you were great. It was funny. I love that you did this. I was laughing. And it's just her sincerity mixed with the ball busting was like that was a good thing it, it was right. better as it went on but when it happened i was texting steven like me steven and bill were texting each other and steven was like why the fuck did i do? <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's gotta feel like a lot man i didn't yeah especially if it's like 20 people and like seven eight nine people want to jump in and trash you, you you feel like you're being attacked and i think uh in person it's a little easier to kind of deal with deal with that you know yeah, what i mean it's easier to like when you can, because because I know, I mean, like you know how it is when you like play the dozens or whatever. A lot of yeah. it is like how somebody looks. Yeah, and it's like you could come to me about whatever and be like, and I hadn't. And the other thing is, like at a comedy show, you've probably heard those people sets before. Right. None of the people in the dais I'd heard their sets before because some of them are just people that weren't performing that night. They were just hanging out for the ball busting thing. Right. So it's people who it's like, is this person funny? Is this their thing? Like, what do I do? Yeah, okay. you, yeah, dude. When you don't know people, man, it makes a big difference, man. But but now that I know it, I kind of get the vibe of it. I'll go back and and I'll I'll enjoy yeah, it. It's the type of thing that it's like I think I would be good at. <laughs> it sounds fun, because yeah, yeah, dude, I I love the bus balls, and I can't lie, I would probably be somebody <laughs> ripping somebody apart. Yep. Yeah, I, I could be hypocritical, but I yeah, yeah. I, I know me. Man. I think I was but, thinking about it. It worked so well with that the way that they did it but their whole thing is the being mean i think the way we did the host battle show live when we used to do it as an open mic i think would work on clubhouse well if you want to do it we can do it yeah me and you and in, in the way that i would want to do it is me and you and we bring the comic up to do the bit like i don't want a bunch of other people on the stage because i don't want people to feel like they're getting ganged up on yeah that's the gang yeah the gang up thing is tough man i don't care who you are if you feel like you're being attacked by multiple people it's it's never fun it sucks but me and you yeah. bring a comic up have them do three minutes and then we'll give them two minutes of notes and just riff like just do the live riffing the way that we were while people are listening i think i think it could be fun but clubhouse I'm is down, man. i don't know if it's the future but it's interesting i'm down man i'll, I'll definitely uh, i'll definitely check it out this is a good one it was fun man you got anything coming up or are you still um i don't know man i, I don't think 
all my stuff's online. Just follow me, winstonhodges.com. It has my calendar, including Zoom shows that I have, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Winston H. Comedy. Send me a message about anything. I respond to whatever. Um, yeah. Check out my special, Grieving Productively, on YouTube. There you go. I'm uh, at Chris Allen Comedy on everything social media. Uh, I don't think I, I don't have anything this weekend, but I'm doing Positano's up in uh, Bethesda next weekend. Okay. And then week after. Hmm? Oh, yeah. And then week after that, uh, I want to say the 25th to, through the 27th, I'm at the Columbus Funny Bone. And I just got this uh, March, March, uh, April 2nd and 3rd. Uh, comedy clubs have opened back in Rod- in New York State, so I'll be at the Carlson April Woo! 2nd and 3rd, man. What? Yeah, I just got a, a text from uh, Mark about that. Um, I'm Well, Mark Ippolito, the, the manager yeah. up there, so I'll be headlining that whole weekend, four shows in hometown. That's always very nerve-wracking, man, going back home and, and headlining shows, man. It, I feel so much pressure. But, um, yeah, I'm doing that, and then the week after that, I'll be at Raleigh's. I'll be in Raleigh's at, at, at good nights, man, doing the, doing the, doing the album, man. So it's going to um, be fun. I'll be there the Sunday night. When yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. But, uh, but that's it. So I'm Chris Allen. That is I'm my co-host there. Winston Hodges. Thanks for checking out the show. We'll see you all next week. Peace. See you next week.